well, man, how many four-point bucks were killed in, in zone X2? And you go, well, geez, you know, 46% of the deer were killed were four-point bucks or better. Actually, it was 46 plus seven, so it was actually 53, almost 54% of the 105 bucks were four-point or better. If you want to hunt mule deer, you have the option to hunt the mule deer and getting up in the Sierras. So kind of California's Mason-Dixon line is I-5, similar to the elk. So anything, you know, to the east of, of I-5 is considered mule deer. And then and most all your species to the west of I-5 are, are considered a blacktail. You should swing swing for the fences, right? I mean, <clears throat> I'm not saying that, that you should, if you only have two points, you should put in for good Dale. The one I think a lot of folks are holding out for is that M9, you know, Devil's Garden, which is totally 100% migrational hunt. Um, but again, if, if you get the migration and you get the weather, it's proven to be some, some really nice bucks that have been taken out of the Devil's Garden area. There's 15 tags there. Outdoors podcast hosted by Lucas Paw. Our purpose is to help educate and inspire within you a renowned passion for the outdoors. So join us as we speak with experts in the industry to share insight and knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. Pronghorns. Just to kind of kick it off, so there are six units um, in the state. So you've got the Mount Dome, Clear Lake, the Likely Tables, the Lassen, the Big Valley, and then the Surprise Valley. So Surprise! Yeah, so six units. Um, pretty good bucks taken every year. Um, California is not known for, you know, Monsters, for, for being a... No for being a, a, tra- a trophy type state, you know, whereas like you can go to Wyoming and probably for a point or two shoot a very similar size pronghorn. But the fact they have them and the fact they have, um, you know, manageable herds, I think is is notable. Um, and, and it's kind of neat. That's something else you can kind of put in for, you know, as another option for some of you that, that have a lot of points. Our friend last year, Derek, drew a uh, a likely tables tag up north and, and shot a shot a pretty decent buck up there so anyway it did so, take him quite a few days though yeah. he was up there for a pretty good time and actually yeah. i applied for that exact same unit that he applied and there was he uh, edged you out man yeah he did he had max points too though so we'll give him that but actually looking at the stats this year there was 99 max point holders that put in for the 34 tags so it was a basically a one in one in three chance to do that he hit we didn't so uh the positive thing is i have some intel on the unit from him but he was also like man it took it took it took uh how many days it's seven days did he hunt yeah, seven days he, i think he shot his buck and then he jumped up there and there was deer he shot and then he went up there and yeah it was at least a week or so it took him to to shoot the buck that he did so and he said he saw a few but he said man talk about covering country it yeah. was it was a it's pretty, not like pretty uh, wide open country not up there. like wyoming where you know you you drive five minutes and you're, you're on another herd and you're yeah. looking at another group of antelope it's like he said it they were you know 35 40 50 minutes an hour two days in between finding good bucks yeah so yeah just a little bit about you know the 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 structure tag structure you've got apprentice hunts um which you've got probably roughly about 11 11 to 15 tags or did so did i mention that why it's no longer a junior anymore yeah, and i'm a little sorry. upset about that yeah okay just checking so you got four you got four apprentice hunts there's 15 tags and then uh in all of your general buck hunts um you know you've got you know quite a few opportunities uh for bucks uh in your zone one you've got two clear lake you've got 16 tags likely tables there's two different periods there's 90 tags there 
in addition to the archery tag, which is 15 um, archery tags. Um, Lassen period, one period, two, there's 70 tags. And then the archery, there's five. Big Valley, uh, there's 20 with one archery tag. And then Surprise Valley, there's 10 with one archery tag. So um, fair amount of opportunity um, if you know if pronghorn is is on your list again california is not really known for for shooting you know 80 inch bucks um, there is the potential uh, but most of the time you're probably going to be looking at a 60 inch 60 to maybe 70 inch buck um, probably at best here in the state um, and your better units uh, is is most probably know are your likely tables in your last and zones zones three and zone four are probably your your best your best bet at shooting a, you know, a 60 to 70 inch buck here in the state. But I will tell you some of the other units, while they may not have as many, you know, 70 inch bucks, um, some of those others will have one or two really good animals. So if you have the time to spend and you're looking at, at some of these other units like Big Valley, you know, where maybe instead of hunting with 45 people, you're only hunting with 20 people, you know, it might be a, an advantage, right? Same thing with Surprise Valley. Instead of hunting with 45 people, you can hunt with 10. There could be that possibility of of finding one yep. really good one, right? Now, you may have three of the 10 guys all looking for that same one animal. But, you know, I mean, sometimes, sometimes in my opinion, less hunters in the field is way more fun then maybe yep. you found three three or eight good bucks but you got 45 people all trying to shoot the same eight animals yeah i mean that can be that could be just an absolute pain in the you know what ski yep so but pronghorn okay. pronghorn we got a few few of them and we got a few tags and actually moisture wise and everything we've been looking good for the last couple of years so Things are things are pretty solid in regards to that. Should be some some decent opportunities this year. So, if pronghorn is on your hit list, um, you know I would definitely apply. And there's some units there that I think um, you know with higher tag quotas that have some good good potential. So, so are we going to go into deer? Because you know yeah. everybody's probably been waiting for us to go into deer. And so we're not we're going to try not to make everybody totally depressed. Take a deep breath. But <laughs> but we do want to point out. Uh, on page 24 and 25 okay the 2019 preliminary deer harvest by antler class now people listen by antler class that means how many points doesn't say how wide it was how old it was how heavy it was i mean if it had a little extra point my brother had a picture of a uh, a three by six and if you would have thought about a three by six you'd have thought man this this deer is going to be monstrous it was the smallest deer i've ever seen in my life i don't know how it got three points on one side and six on the other it looked it was so small lucas that even i was embarrassed for the deer i probably wouldn't have shot it just because it was so small but i know know, someone who would have shot it but yeah don't let amber see it right (laughs) um but but with that being said they do a great job of telling you how many four good horns or two points versus three points four points and then what we would consider five point or above so you could really look through the stat pages and go well man how many four point bucks were killed in in zone x2 and you go well geez you know 46 percent of the deer were killed were four point bucks or better actually it was 46 plus seven so it was actually 53 almost 54 percent of the 105 bucks were four point or better so same thing with x3a right 38 and 6 you know that's that's 44 percent look at x5b you know 60 percent four point bucks right i mean that's probably one of the highest now you got to remember though when you're looking at these people make sure to look at the number of bucks reported okay big deal big big deal you got to look at the number of bucks reported Yep. because if you don't, you're going to get shocked in one of those where you go, oh man, this A9 hunt, dude, you know, 33% of the bucks were four point or better. But yet there was how many tags? There, Well, there was only three tags reported. There you go. So, so one buck was a four good horn, one buck was a four point, and one buck was better than a four point, you know? So you got you to gotta pay attention to that and not get lulled into the... 
the holy crap. You got to do a little bit of math, but. But then, Lucas, let's look at the hunt that you and I went on. Woo, doggies. Uh, <laughs> should we really? Say, Lucas, 60% of the bucks killed were a two point, and the other 40% of the bucks was a three point for a total of five bucks killed during that season that we hunted. Yeah, I. I um, <laughs> So I took a picture of that. I sent it to you. I sent it to Sean, and it was pretty, uh, pretty demoralizing when you look at the uh, the harvest data from our from our hunt. But nine days, eleven for you, right? Nine yeah, for me, eleven like for you. Just oh miserable. my god! But just to kind of circle back, so you know, deer in California, you know, you have some, you have a lot of. A lot of opportunities, options. right? So if you want to hunt mule deer, you have the option to hunt the mule deer and getting up in the Sierras. So kind of California's Mason-Dixon line is I-5, similar to the elk. So anything, you know, to the east of, of I-5 is considered mule deer. And then and most all your species to the west of I-5 are, are considered a blacktail. There's a lot of... There's a lot of myth out there around you've got hybrids, you've got Pacific hybrids, you've got kind of a mule deer blacktail, um, you know, trace. So, you know, and I think some of the deer here, you could argue some of that. I think as you get the farther north into California, you know, you get up into, you know, Santa Clara County and then north of there, I think, you know, they've got pretty high strains of, of, of you know, true 100% Columbia blacktails. But here, you know, they're a little bit different. Their ears are a little more like a mule deer and, and uh, they yeah. Look a lot like a mule deer, size-wise, not as big. But anyway, so and then a lot when of you options. when you talk about the mule deer, people got to realize that our mule deer are smaller. You know, our our mule deer are just smaller than most places. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that they don't produce big ones because they do produce some big ones. And then you get up in the north, you know, northeast corner where a lot of the Nevada strain comes back and forth depending on the time of year. But some of the dates are just absolutely horrific, yeah. you know, in regards to trying to kill a big one. But, yep. you know, these data st- stats that are available from last year on page 24 and 25 is absolutely great information. I mean, once again, uh, well, great information unless it's a hunt that you and I were on and then it was just depressing information. But it does give you a good you know sight picture of what it is as well as when you start looking at some of these other ones where you're like oh man look down in you know d3 1161 bucks were killed right but 48 percent of them were forked horns so you got to take all that into consideration where you know i know you hunt a lot of deer um here around here in the southern section well 2500 plus deer were taken in the southern section where in the northern section of a 2200 were taken and then yeah you know the b1 which now they actually break out even though you buy a b zone tag for blacktail there's actually b1 2 3 4 5 and 6 and i believe 6 does have a, a closes earlier than the rest of them but once again they break that out even though you buy a b tag you could hunt any of those zones which is a huge geographical area and that that encompasses you know basically you know about four to five thousand deer that were taken and uh you know i mean correct blacktail deer most people if you need a true blacktail deer you know you could come to california and and spend buy five your, six days buy and, your non-resident tag buy an over-the-counter a or B zone tag and you're up you're deer hunting yeah i mean you if know. you don't have anything else going on these this it's an opportunity where yep. you can do it and then the good part too is a lot of them is you buy a a zone archery tag well you just buy an a zone tag it's not necessarily an archery tag unless you buy the ao tag well that's true if you buy the ao it's archery only but that allows you to hunt a, other areas also B, but c yeah you could buy an a tag and that a tag is good for archery and then rolls over into rifle so um, it is a for people that that have the availability to come and go you know if you wanted to come out here and try to fling some sticks at them for a while and then you know if that didn't work out you could come back later on in the season and and bring a rifle so good stuff yeah just kind of breaking down the the different types of tag classifications you've got 
your premium tags, you've got your restricted and then your unrestricted tags. So um, just kind of breaking down the premium deer hunts. Again, these are these are all your premium tags. So, you know, your X zones, X1 through basically X12, um, all of your general method hunts, which are your G hunts, um, you know, G3, G6, the Kern tag, um, G37, Anderson Valley, G39, Round Valley, all those are, are more of your premium um, you know, deer tags, your muzzleloader hunts, your M3, basically, um, you know, your Doyle hunt, your Devil's Garden, M7, M8, M9, um, all of your um, area archery specifics, so your A1 through your A33, um, which again, you know, A33, the late season hunter legged tag, A30 was the Copolo tag, so all of those, and then you've got your apprentice junior J hunts are all considered premium tags. If you're 16. Or less. Yep. Less than 16. Got to put that out there. (laughs) Sorry, I keep rubbing it in because I want everybody to know how happy I am about it. Um, Page 26 and 27, though, has more great data uh, in regards to the drawing stats. Uh, Once again, California does a great job of explaining on those two pages exactly how many points it takes to draw pretty much every one of these units um, point-wise. Uh, but there's always an opportunity for a random draw. But what you'll find is uh, when you get over into the random drawing section, which is kind of a, a putrid brownish color, um, it, you know, you could see where, oh, man, in X5B, you know, you basically had to have at least five points in the random draw in order to get one of those tags. So you you kind of need to pay attention to that because you don't want to uh, see that you're putting in for something and and you don't have a chance at it. Now, there's a lot of people that are looking at all those X zones, you know, the X3A, X3B, X5A, X5B. Those are great hunting areas, but make sure to check out, you know, X1 and some of those others because the drawing opportunities are, are quite a bit better. Yep with more tag options too. So those are all your your premium hunts. As you get into your unrestricted deer hunts, again, these are ones that do not fill um, on the first business day as of August 1st. So these would include, we talked about earlier, your AO, your archery only tags, uh, and your A32 tag. Also all your general hunt zones, uh, which would be A, B, D3 through 5, D6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 13, and so forth. So those are all of your areas where you can basically just go uh, and, and buy a tag over the counter uh, and go deer hunting. So, but to do that, you know, the application piece, there, there, there's two applications. There's your first year tag and your second year tag. And your first year tag typically is your first choice, which is going to be, you know, a premium hunt, um, something that you're going to want to do. You know specifically, and we talked about those premium units: your your muzzleloader tags, your your G tags, your A tags, etc. Uh, and then your your uh, second deer tag uh, again would be probably one of those unrestricted type hunts where um, you know you're going to hunt uh, the AO tag, the AB, any of the any of those general zones. But just keep in mind, California also is a two deer state, so you can put correct two deer tags in your pocket uh, each year, and not a lot of people know that, but but if you don't end up drawing uh, your premium tag, again, you can fall back on on one of those unrestricted deer tags, and uh, you know hunt mule deer up in the Sierras, um, or you can hunt you know the uh, the general zones on the coast A and some of the B zones up north as well with your uh, second tag as well. So just something to be mindful of. I think that that's a really good point to to make to people is you know usually on your first deer tag you should swing swing for the fences right. Sure. I mean. I'm not saying that that you should, if you only have two points, you should put in for Goodale, right? I mean, the odds of that are astronomically crappy. But, you know, on your first tag, I mean, you could put in... There are a couple random, though. There are a couple random. There is a chance. (laughs) I mean, it's uh, 2,000 people putting in for those couple tags. Yeah. But, you know, in those situations, you can look at the stats that are on the pages, you know... uh, uh, well, it's 26 actually through 29 because it breaks down all of them, right? But you could look at one that says, oh, maybe, you know, with two or three points or even with one point, you know, you could pop one of these other tags on your first choice. If you don't get your first choice, you earn a bonus point, okay? So this is also a great way to earn points. If you draw your second choice tag 
where maybe you put an A zone or a B zone as your second choice because those are the only ones that are going to happen on a second choice. Guess what? You still you still got that tag mm-hmm. and you got your bonus point. And then the best part about that, of course, is just as you mentioned, if you kill a buck on opening weekend, well, guess what? You could go buy another tag and still keep hunting. Correct. Or, you know, you could do like my family does a lot of times is we'll hunt around here in A zone, which is July, crappy, hot archery weather. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, come September, we'll go up to B zone and hunt blacktail bucks up in my old stomping woods where I grew up. So really you can hunt from July until, you know, the end of October for deer with those two tags. So absolutely pretty good stuff. Yeah. So just kind of jumping in. So looking at the proposed hunts uh, for 2020, you know, there's a California's got a, you know, it's got a lot of, of different zones for, for different types of deer and, and all the different species. So all of your general zones, C, D9, D12, D14, D17, um, all have pretty high, you know, tag quotas, you know, C zone, 8,100 tags, and then some of your D zones have two to 3,000 tags. Then you get into your X zones, um, X1 through X9B, which are all those are our general season buck tags. And you can kind of see, um, you know, the tag quotas there, X1, 760 tags, all the way down um, to, you know, like an X5B, which is only has 50 tags, which, you know, talking about X5B a little bit, that one's starting to get a little more buzz than, um, you know, some of the other premium hunts because there are some pretty nice bucks, you know, coming out of X5B. And the other part of that is there's really good access on public lands up there, which, um, you know, which, yeah. which makes it, you know, makes it a, a, an enjoyable hunt. So I hunted that, you know, before we ever had point system here. And um, uh, it's a really neat area. Um, it's right on the Nevada border. In fact, you got to make sure that you, you don't yeah. accidentally drive across the, the border and, and, you know, you don't want to get hunt, caught hunting over there. The crummy part about all of the X hunts is the dates. They're October 3rd through October 18th. I mean, it, it's for really good mule deer hunting, it's way too early. But I want to point out, you know, X5B has got some great stats. Um, you know, X5A is another great, great one. And same thing with X3A and X3B. Now, you look at the success status of X1, well, it's 36% for 760 people. I mean... That's not super great for for mule deer hunting, yeah. but the odds of drawing that are way, way, way better, you know, than drawing some of these others. You know, when Correct. you've only got a total tag quota of 189 tags, well, the success rate is 59% in X2, but once again, there's only 189 tags. So you got to be conscious about how many tags are available, and if you're wanting a good quality hunt. You could look at all the pages and go, how many bucks that had X number of points? Once again, it doesn't tell you whether or not it was an old age class deer or not. But, you know, that's the that's the thing with California is there are some great mule deer opportunities, um, but the dates of the hunt are pretty crummy. Yep. And remember, these, when you draw an X tag, that's a rifle tag. You can use a bow if you want to, but everybody else is going to be using a rifle, right? Yeah. If you want to archery hunt it, you go to the A tags for those same units. So as people say, what they do is they they make everybody commit to what weapon they want and what time frame they want so that it focuses the individuals so that You know, instead of having 5,000 people apply for, you know, a tag that's good for archery, muzzleloader, and rifle, you know, it splits everybody up in. The archery guys can go here. But like yourself, you know, you love to archery hunt, and, you know, I mean— you can archery hunt during with a rifle tag. Correct. So, but it's the dates that you're looking at, in my opinion, where such as the 8A— x9a and x9b you'll notice the dates on those are september to october which is actually you know kind of a short window in those areas but yeah you know that's just the way it is and the thing to be mindful there 
like you said, you know, the X1 hunt code is the actual A3 hunt for the archery tag. So Correct. Again, just just know that, you know, if you want to hunt with a rifle in the X tag, X1 through X12, there is that possibility. But know if you're looking at more of the A tag, you know, the X12 tag, which is the, the Bridgeport area, it's actually the A20 tag uh, to apply uh, for the archery season. So anyway, good good uh, good note there on that something one thing to note too on page 32 and 33 this is actually my favorite guide that i always look at every year just because sometimes i get confused on the numbers it has a really great uh, picture of the state it breaks out from the oregon border all the way down to mexico you know coast to to nevada and it shows you you know the archery hunt numbers and those are circles in orange and then the general which is diamonds in blue the apprentice which is squares in red and then the muzzleloader which is a um, triangle and that's green and that gives you a good idea of when you see a hunt and you go oh well the late season hunt is is this right the g hunt is that and the archery is this so it gives you that visual for people like myself who who need need visual Mm -hmm. cues to put little tick marks and go oh well i always wanted to hunt down you know near x9c or i always wanted to hunt you know near yosemite or or i always wanted to hunt up in devil's garden right it, it breaks all that out where you can get a good visual on that yep okay um continuing on with the pr- proposals so the general method hunts really when you when you think about you know wanting to shoot you know a, a big mule deer uh, in in california this is really where you know you're going to be applying so you know when you talk G about hunts, yep yep the g hunts so the good three the good dale buck unit things to keep in mind there great public access um you know, there's a lot of public land. Uh, the only thing it's very unpredictable is the weather, right? And and if you get weather, you know, looking at the dates, December 5 through December 20th, so you know, pushed out and extended a little deeper into December, that could be just enough to to get um, you know the the bucks into you know that type of rut. The G6, which is the Kern River hunt, you know, it's very limited window. It's only December 5th through December 13th. So, um, again, there's 50 tags there, but um, you got to think about your season dates. Looking at, you know, the probably the more profound hunts, the uh, the Anderson Buck, um, the Anderson Flat Buck, which there's 25 tags there. That's November into December, uh, and then you've got your Round Valley tag, which there's only two of those late season, which usually there's always a, a pretty good buck taken out of G39. But look, again, the dates, October 24th through November 8th. I mean, that's yeah. still pretty early when you think about, you know, Goodale's not far from, from that Round Valley. It's actually just south of G39, and uh, the dates are later for for Goodale, but again, it's so dependent on weather and whether or not you know the the bucks on the west side of the Sierras get pushed over onto the east side and, and down into the flats. So it's again, it's always a it's always a wild card. But you know, every year there's a couple great bucks yep. that get taken out of out of those premium units on the eastern the, side of the Sierras. And the so. positive note is, you know, the the year that I drew, they had 35 freaking tags in there. And people were shooting. You and I were commenting on people shooting. Yeah. You know, a, a, a eighteen, an eighteen inch by four threes. by four, yeah. or, a, or a twenty-two inch three by three, and and these deer were like two-year-old, three-year-old deer, and they were never ever going to grow up because yeah. people were just shooting them, right? And now they've dropped the tags to twenty-five. But the downside is what there was, you know, a thousand people, two thousand people that applied for the twenty-five tags. Yeah. So even with maximum points, you know, you're you're sometimes you know one in twenty dog on maximum points. So it's a tough. Sure. But that brings us to uh, the muzzleloader stuff, which uh, yeah. they have a couple of good dates in here. Absolutely, and some really really good units and tags. You know the. The Doyle M3 tag is is one that's known for um, you know shooting some some really good quality bucks. There's 20 tags there, um, and that's November dates. Um, kind of jumping forward into that M8 Bass Hill tag, which is also a good 826 archery tag. That's uh, end of October into November one, so there's 20 tags there. And then the one I think a lot of folks are holding out for is that M9, you know, Devil's Garden, which is totally 100% migrational hunt. Um, but again, if if you get 
the migration and you get the weather, it's proven to be some some really nice bucks that have been taken out of the Devil's Garden area. There's 15 yeah. tags there, uh, and then there's three other. Um, I think there's a total of, I think, 11 or 12 muzzleloader units um, that you can apply for. Well, and you got to remember too, hunter success guys. You got to check out that too. You know, like the Doyle has an 85%, but that doesn't mean you need to reference back those pages earlier that we talked about because just because there's 85% success, uh, you know, on the last day, I've seen guys shoot freaking forkadorns on the side of the road. Yep. Or sometimes guys have, you know, they come in on Friday night, they hunt Saturday and Sunday afternoon. No kidding, I've seen them shoot you know a forked horn because they're like oh i gotta go back to work type of thing after somebody's waited 18 years to to draw a tag like that you know here they are just shooting the first thing that they see or the last thing on the drive out for so but there are some great deer and and i really love when we get these dates into november because that actually gives that opportunity to really maybe find something special. But don't get lulled into something like the San Diego muzzleloader, either sex hunt, because you'll notice it was uh, only 6% successful, (laughs) even though the dates were December 19th through December 31st. You know, these are are areas that are not inherently known to uh, have a, a huge population of deer correct and then of course jumping into the apprentice hunts you know lake sonoma always does a good thing but it's a two-day hunt guys for guys that have kids you know that's a great hunt but you have to be up there a couple days early spend some time because you're only going to have saturday and sunday to put it together and make it happen same thing with the tehama wildlife hunt once again no great dates but only two days you have to be there you have to have it all figured out you can't just expect to be able to spend five days to figure it out but then when you go to the shasta apprentice hunt you know they give you from november 28th to december 6th now some of that's got some pretty good elevation you know you get into that thanksgiving um at, to december i mean hell i've seen some of those roads completely shut down yeah but under more most situations that's not the case so check out some of those i mean we've always i was actually thinking about trying to get wyatt to draw that uh, fort hunter liggett apprentice hunt this year but uh since uh, he's no longer going to be a junior <laughs> you know that's a wash so yeah in other words if somebody's got a kid you know put them in for the fort hunter liggett one but you got to remember if you're hunting on the military base you have to get you have to get a permit you have to get a hunting do they have they don't have to get a hunting license with that junior tag right the junior tag exempts them from a fort hunter liggett license i believe yeah i believe it does but they're they're you know it's always subject to change by the commanding officer so yeah so sometimes like, these dates just because they post them here don't, don't actually mean it's so correct so it's it's always subject to change and that happened last year you know with Derek's elk hunt you know his dates change from july into october you yeah. know when he drew his tule elk so it, there's always a wild card there but yeah hunting on the base normally requires you to be vetted go through the vetting process um and then you get you know get assigned a, a hunter number uh and there's typically a fee attached to that so there's some additional you know things you got to jump through to be able to hunt on the base but um yeah just a there's a lot of opportunity for juniors and apprentice if you just kind of go through the the tag quotas again there's there's some units you know 75 tags 40 tags so probably you know a lot of good opportunities for juniors to get out there and although the success rates probably hover in the 40 to 50 percent range you know one out of two kids is going to kill a buck so there's nothing wrong with that so and some of them are either sex too you know i mean their their goal is not for you to actually shoot a you can't shoot a spike people it's a legal buck or a doe don't get confused there and of course they're not wanting you to shoot you know the one-year-old doe they're hopefully you're going to shoot the barren doe that's past her prime so pay attention to that because i did did see some people uh accidentally screw up uh with their kid in regards to they saw they got a tag that said either sex but it's not truly either sex it's a legal buck which has a fork on one side at least 
or a doe. So pay attention to that if you're taking kids out on these hunts, especially on the military base, because you get doubly, doubly whammoed in those situations. Yep. So what about the A zone? You, you've, you've done a lot of the A hunts or looked yeah. into those. So archery hunts, I mean, basically, basically A1 through, I would say, like, I think A20 are your, all your X hunts. So, and I think A1 is all your C zone hunts, but A3 through uh, A20 are all of your X zones. So just be mindful of that if, you know, if you, you want to hunt, you know, in one of those X zones before, you know, the rifle season happens, you know, those tag, those dates are August 15th through September 6th. Typically you see lots of bachelor bucks together up high um, in the shaley areas. Um, they're all in velvet during that time. So it's kind of cool to, to chase bucks during that time. But um, again, a lot of those have, uh, pretty you know pretty good tag allocations for you some units you know x9a x9b x9c um you know some of those you'll probably draw within one to two years of applying all have really good public land access uh, but do know you're going to have to climb you're going to have to get high and yeah. uh, you know and get up on those deer way up high as you get into you know the a21 basically through the a33 tags those are more um you know territorial areas so the anderson flat archery um a25 is a lake sonoma a26 bass hills known to be a, a pretty good hunt there's 30 tags there then you've got your devil's garden archery tag uh, there's only 10 uh, 10 permits for that pretty good dates end of october into november uh, but again it's going to be traditionally migrational hunt um and uh, you can see, I mean, even the uh, success rates were, were pretty low in 19. The 30 Covalo tag, um, 14% there, 40 tags. Those, again, dates got pushed uh, through the Thanksgiving weekend. Then you've got the A31 down in the uh, um, Los Angeles National Forest. And then A33 is the late season either sex uh, 400 legged tag where there's 50 of those. So now going back to the uh, a zone hunts which are in the x zones okay i want to point out that the hunting dates are august 15th through september 6th just about all the way through okay so everybody needs to be very conscious that this is this is warm weather you know you got to be prepared for that like lucas said there's uh, a lot of bachelor herds but um like the x5b hunt which we had talked about there's only five tags well it was 100 percent kill ratio same thing with x2 100 percent kill ratio you know you look at those and you go holy crap that's that's freaking fantastic yeah but there was only five tags and of the five tags basically like for x5b the lowest point value was nine points to draw that tag the highest was 15 so nobody with max points went for it but somebody with 15 points burned their points to do that hunt. correct so you know you get first shot but you will not you will hunt resident deer during that time only correct every once in a while you know even in late october if you got a good snowstorm you might get some deer from nevada to to slide over um but once again during august you're not going to get a, a mule deer from nevada to come over to california correct so just be conscious that those are pretty hard to draw tags and uh, they take a lot of points and probably not worth not worth waiting that long for that type of a tag no and, i mean if you're in that area you might as well start thinking about like i said the the bass hill tag even the devil's garden tag yeah you know the archery ones which again success rates are lower but there's lower tag numbers and the c and the dates are probably going to be a little better and and uh, you're probably going to see you know better bucks during that time but again it's all in you know if you're not an archery guy um then then you know looking at the x zones in general for the general you know hunt rifle hunter probably more you know in your you know in your area of, of what you're looking for but it's all dependent on kind of what you want to do and that's what i will say one thing that's neat about you know the state is there are a lot of opportunities if you are if you're an archery guy we've got the earliest archery season in the in, yep. in the u.s right july 11th uh, is when our a zone second um, weekend of july opens uh and we're chasing velvet you know in july and everyone's saying well that's crazy you're you there's know, only 104 on opening day i mean what, what yeah. was your problem you were sweating like a pig oh, i saw yeah. you Sixty-five thousand tags so um and about 25 <laughs> percent hunter success now, whoa, rate whoa, whoa, so whoa, 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 whoa. you got to back up there because that's a misnomer right because not all 65,000 tags were sold that's so, the quota so saying 65,000 tags but 26 percent 
makes people go, oh man, you know, 26% of 65,000 is how many bucks were killed, and that's not correct. Correct. So I don't know exactly how many tags were sold, but I well, think usually around 20 to 30,000 get sold a year in, in A zone. Then you've got all your B zone tags. Um, quarter there's 35,000, you know, and there's a multitude of archery season dates typically that extend into August, uh, into early September. And then you've got uh, all of your D zones, so D3 through D5, D6, D7, D8. Those are a lot of the uh, Western Sierra units here, um, you know, that, that we typically see the, the Western front on. Yeah. And then D10 um, through D19 are, are some of your your other um, areas. You know, some of those are down south, like near Camp Pendleton and other areas that are kind of hard to kind of hard to get access to um not a lot of public land but um anyway just kind of going back to your a zone and b zones um just a great opportunity to put a deer tag in your pocket and yeah. uh and hunt you know hunt deer um if you go with the ao tag which is the archery only tag it's about a 10 percent success rate um again these are only valid during um, your archery in general seasons which would be a and b in the d zones um so during the archery season of a which starts from july 11th through august 2nd that tag is valid and then your b hunts are your august 15th through september 6th uh, is when that tag is valid uh, and then in any of your d zones um, for archery only um, those would be um, probably more in the september time frame when those hunts are available so you know you could bounce around to a lot of different areas and and uh you know chase deer with your bow if you wanted to do that with an ao tag so just some things to to keep in mind uh when you want to you know deer hunt in the in the great state of california so yeah a lot of a lot of uh a lot of opportunity and uh, we don't typically like to say that very often because you know we kind of like to keep some of the stuff near due to our heart but at the same time you know most stray away from california because they think you know it's not a state i want to hunt in but i tell you what there's a lot of opportunities here to do that so you know the one positive thing and 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 of course as i was trying to move out of california which is now totally screwed because i'm unemployed did i mention that oh i'm sorry i'm not bitter or anything um there's everything right i mean you could hunt just you could hunt year round we have hogs i mean you know we have great hog population in fact just a couple of nights ago you and i went out trying to shoot a couple of coyotes and what what ended up happening i mean we basically snuck to be able to kill we could have killed two boars and probably actually killed three boars that night if we'd have wanted to we opted not to have to gut and clean and skin and (laughs) and pack out but uh you know you could hunt hogs the black bears once again we have a shit ton of black bears yeah probably a better chance of killing a black bear than a blacktail buck in a five-day hunt you know but once again you'd wrote down here a mandatory skull presentation don't forget about that and what that's on page 56 if somebody kills one yeah and then you know you've been turkey hunting for the last freaking month yeah you know you smoked one with your bow and and we ate them tonight oh my god was that fantastic yep you're killing me smalls the duck hunting the quail hunting i mean later in the year you know september and december i mean some just incredible duck hunting around here is phenomenal the pacific flyway shoots through the central valley so yeah just a a lot of opportunity and and uh, for someone you know not from here but lives here now i you know i truly enjoy it because i can t- typically keep myself busy you know doing something throughout the course of the year which which makes it a lot of fun so so one one thing that we didn't mention is we do have another opportunity for those people that uh that like to do the raffle gambling game it's called the share hunt opportunities um the one sideways thing on this is you're making i think they're 11 bucks aren't they 11 12 dollars um but if you actually draw it gives you the right to pay for a tag okay but most of these i see they've got 44 bull tags 45 antlerless tag two junior four junior antlerless and these are all of course subject to approval but i believe it's all been approved because it's after the 16th Um, they will be posted on may 15th where you can actually apply for these also and a lot of these are on private land people some of them are fully guided 
okay but they are specific dates so make sure to check out what the dates are because the last thing you want to do is throw your name in the hat and find out oops I can't go that weekend if you actually draw it but there is a bunch of elk hunts there's some deer hunts and some pig hunts and this is actually called the share hunt program this is actually scheduled so that they can get access to private property and help the landowners repair fences and do all kinds of stuff like up in uh, Del Norte County where I'm from um, the Thule Elk or excuse me the Roosevelt's up there they're like bulldozers when they put their horns on a barbed wire fence they literally pull the barbed wire fence and the post out of the ground I mean they will trash stuff and so all the money that's raised from this goes back to the landowners to help fix fences and do that kind of stuff and in exchange the landowners then allow uh, the hunts to happen on their property so there are unique rules to each and every one of them you need to re read the details but I always spend a couple hundred dollars on these hoping that maybe you know um, one of these tags will end up in my pocket and I've known three or four people that have actually actually got yep. got one of these tags yep. but these tags you can't just buy as many as you want I believe you can only buy one correct, correct. one for each hunt yep. so uh, it does it does even out the odds a little bit for everybody yep. that's the shared habitat alliance for recreational enhancement so it is a program you know it's help funded by the Department of Fish and Wildlife and to your point, it kind of helps turn around and enhance some of the, uh, you know, some of the some of the landowners that have issues with some of the, you know, different, you know, species where we can come in and actually hunt their property and, and do that. So it's pretty pretty neat program. Page so. forty one is the share hunt people. Damn, Lucas, we look tired. Well, another year, and all uh, of this unemployment's making me making me a little groggy. Yeah. So public service announcement: if you didn't know already, but. Uh, our co-host here is is no longer employed with the NRA, and he is actively seeking employment. So, if you are listening to this and know of a good opportunity in the outdoors industry, or or just a good general opportunity in the general San Luis Obispo County area, um, contact us. Contact Jason or myself, and uh, you know we maybe we can. Uh, who knows the different different. Um, you know outlets out there you never know where something's going to come through right amen to that you know i mean virtual sales opportunities is is something that i can do for sure um considering that I, i'm now staying for a couple of years and and i could just watch my friend lucas get a job in texas and leave me mm, <laughs> depends on oil price it's not looking good right now and we're not even going to talk about well, that let's not talk about the oil prices right now but, that'll just depress you even more yeah but anyway so 2020 big game is upon us we want to get this out so it gives all our listeners about a month to to get ready and, and apply and and hopefully uh yeah if you have any questions i mean always feel free i think last year we had a few questions through podbean that came through um i always get a few you know direct messages on instagram um, regarding the draw and regarding california hey i'm insta looking what? at this insta what yeah so jason may be um the newest uh <laughs> viral <laughs> viral sensation yeah viral sensation you're gonna he's, teach he's, an old dog a new trick talking for about sure. it we just got him jumped onto linkedin and he's seeing some of the benefits to that so we might actually talk him into to getting an instagram page but um we'll see i gotta if that, see if we'll i can take over I, I gotta see if i could beat you on instagram that's that's my new goal i'm gonna try to become that 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 old man sensation how many right. how many followers are you wanting to to try to put under your belt? I mean, what do you what are you thinking? I don't know. I haven't even. I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. You know? Hey, exactly. I'm like at a hundred and some odd contacts on on uh, LinkedIn. I hey, mean, I'm getting, feeling pretty. I'm feeling pretty good since I started last week. You know, you're, get, you're getting LinkedIn built up. It's my, starting. To, my network starting to look actually does does exist. What can I say? Yep. So, who knows? Well. With all that said, you know, the good thing is we got our health, right? Amen. And amidst all the, all the stuff going around and, and the pandemic right now, we're healthy. Um, and that's the best thing that we can have right now when our families are healthy. And I think if we focus on that, that's probably more important than anything right now. Clearly, you know, you're going to find work and, and, yeah. and that's going to happen. And uh, it's probably going to be a good thing for you. But in the meantime, um, you know, we just do the things we like to do. One day at a time, baby. One day at a time. Oh, man. Tell us all about it. Hey. Good song. 
Sing it. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. Okay, people. All right, man. Peace well, out. Till the next time. Good having you on, buddy. And uh, until next time, we'll catch you again yep. soon. Send that arrow in the right direction. This is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Facebook, RNA Outdoors, and Instagram, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, and get involved with conservation efforts. And know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, go farther, stay longer. <laughs>